Fair in Lava and Floor. I'm Amanda. And I'm Anne. And we're here to talk to you about everybody's favorite obstacle game show, Floor is Lava. Boom. Three episodes in, <laughs> didn't say the. Everybody be proud of me. Finally. Finally, it has sunk completely into the lava. We have done it. And speaking of people who are not, I hope, sinking completely into lava, our guest this week is Adel Rafai. Hello, thanks so much for having me. Hey, thank you for coming. I'm very excited to hear all of your hot or lukewarm or maybe, <laughs> you know, magma temperature takes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think we'll just kind of jump into it. This week's episode was episode two. So as we mentioned last week, uh, there will always be spoilers in this show. So mm-hmm. please, if you care about that, please watch the show also. We're going to make a lot of references to the weird furniture in this bedroom that I think will be far better if you just, you know, watch the episode. So the the weirdest, of course, being an 80 by 20 self-portrait of a comedian on laying on the side. Yes. Okay. let's just get into that real quick. What? (laughs) I they had a painting in the first episode Mm -hmm. and uh, Emily, our guest last week, was so uh, quick to point out that it was a picture of a bridge that you were then supposed to use as a bridge to get across things. Very clever. Mm-hmm. This one is of our host, Rutledge Wood, who I did more research on. <laughs> Rutledge Wood sounds like like if you told me, if somebody told me, did you know that in 1928, the prime minister of England when it was named Rutledge Wood? I'd be like, 100%, that sounds right. <laughs> yes, for sure. That was definitely him. I, I think I read about that in history class. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's just like in this weird, sexy pose. Yeah. And I'm like, but what? Um, Hey, guys, you already have done this cool thing where you assume we know who this guy <laughs> is because he hosted like two racing event shows. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he was like a, a race car commentator. And then he was on American uh, American Top Gear. Yeah. I think we're probably all thinking it. So I'll go ahead and say it. This man is a poor man's Travis McElroy. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, I mean, he he definitely has that bravado of the like, and mm-hmm. they'll get to meet me when he uh, describes yeah. the prize. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I could see Travis doing that for sure. I 100% had the thought while I was watching this and saw that, that uh, photo or print or whatever it is, that I think after episode one, there was maybe some some sort of tension where he was like, can we please get me more involved with the show or whatever it was? <laughs> Cause you barely see, I mean, he, he says a few things. He's not very entertaining or he doesn't have a lot of charisma going on. So I, I think there was something where they're like, we gotta use him more or that he fought for that. So I think that's why they had a, a that giant picture of him, which is kind of sad. In yeah, a you know, way. it gives off a really weird vibe, especially because like they did in the first episode, they uh, have like an establishing shot of the room with him just sort of like in there. And he's doing the that pose on the bed while it's rotating. <laughs> See, I actually like the, this implication of the the sort of larger story of, of Flores Lava that maybe this is his house because this is mm. the bedroom. Are they going to have a sexy painting of somebody who doesn't own the house? 
Like I don't I I'm I'm now building this whole thing about especially with a name like Rutledge that he is the heir to the family that built this weird house that's now full of lava or something. Oh bother, we built on top of a volcano. What shall we do? Yeah. This room as far as like traversability seemed like it was about to be way harder than the first one, don't you think? Like yeah. all of the jumps look way bigger. Everything looks slippery. Mm-hmm. I think it was like more obviously difficult than than the basement because the pyramid, I I don't know if a spinning bed is ever going to quite defeat the pyramid for kind of low key being evil Um, is an obstacle you're just not going to be able to get off of because the bed seems immediately threatening. But they say like it's like 20 rotations a minute or something. It's relatively fast, but it's it's not really like carnival ride fast. It's not going to fling you off or anything. It's just going to make you a little dizzy. True. But that pyramid, nobody could get any leverage. Did anybody, I can't remember, did anybody make it off the pyramid? No I feel like everyone died. Yeah. The pyramid. Everyone who ended up on that pyramid was a sacrificial lamb for the rest of their team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was rough. Um, so this one, we had three different teams. Let's see, how did they summarize them? It was the tennis players, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the teachers, yep, and the little league dads. Right. That's right. The least cool of the titles, maybe. <laughs> I know. I was like, so we're just uh, we're just really struggling to find our like one liners for each of these teams, huh? <laughs> like... I love that when I introduced the first team, which is the tennis that uh, folks who play tennis together. The only part of the whole episode that I laughed out loud was they were doing their thing where they they're trying to get uh, the audience to know them. And one of the guys is like, yeah, we play tennis together. We've known each other for years. We play tennis together. We do this to each other. We've been to each other's houses. <laughs> and I'm like, is that what we've come to? Is that on a TV show, you have to state you've been to each other's houses? Like, that seems so ridiculous we that I could not help We definitely know each other, and we didn't hire each other to be on the show <laughs> with us. <laughs> This is not this is not all a lie. This is not a sham friendship exclusively for competing on this lava show. <laughs> I also loved that they were like, if we win, we're going to go to Wimbledon. I was like, all right, you're all in on this like one personality mm-hmm. trait. Yeah, they they really are. It, it is interesting to be like, we have to super hardcore stamp them with a brand. And then also, I've only seen the, the these the first two episodes. I don't know if I'm going to watch more, but it does it it is so interesting to see a show where they're trying to compete, but the contestants are trying to compete, obviously, mm-hmm. but they're also trying to be entertaining, and they're trying way too hard. So hard. So it is just so interesting to be like, we have this brand that we're this type of person, so we're constantly going to be saying these. It's just so. I weird. mean, you kind of get that vibe. I, I can't stop comparing this show to Wipeout in my head. Hmm. Where yeah. I'm like, everybody on this show knows in the end, we're probably going to be laughing, hopefully with them, but if not, at them. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen an, a single episode of Wipeout. In Wipeout, are the people talking themselves through it or like, are they trying to be funny at all? It's not as much, uh, okay. but there's definitely like, everybody's got a weird personality thing that they will like do a quick interview beforehand and be like, oh, mm-hmm. you're the ballerina. And then yeah. they'll usually like dress them up in a tutu as they go running across <laughs> the course. So like it, it does simplify people in a, in a very similar way. Uh, Holy moly is also like this. Gosh, I'm I think I've discovered uh, one of the weirdest things about me, which is how much I love these stupid shows. Uh, Holy moly is uh, mini golf mixed with like wipeout. <laughs> Okay, that sounds fun. That sounds great. I haven't even heard of this show. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Um, Yeah, it is. They have like 
commentators, one of whom is a real golf commentator, and then oh, the no. other is um oh no, what's his name? Riggle? What is Oh Rob, Rob Riggle. Riggle, yes. Uh and so those two are commentating as these people do a mini golf course that has been just blown up into like a cartoon where like the the windmills that you're gonna put through are uh like full-size windmills that you then have to run through <laughs> to get to uh you know where your ball has gone underneath yeah. it like the whole thing and it's just constantly getting like knocked over and knocked into the water and, and that sounds it's, delightful it's beautiful maybe that's what season two of this show is <laughs> my favorite type of show like this this sort of like wacky house madcap game show is uh, boy maybe it's like 2015 or 16 there's a show called estate of panic Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or something, but it's basically like this huge spooky mansion and there's like a creepy butler who brings you into each room and each room has its own thing where it's like it's going to it's going to flood and fill up with water or like the room is actually the um, underneath the front porch. So the entire time in the room you're on your you're on your hands and knees or on your stomach crawling and there's mm-hmm. basically uh, wads of money hidden all around the house and you have to find them. Oh and my there's God. There's like electric shocks. There's snakes in certain rooms. And oh, some rooms yeah. are completely Wait, in the dark. This. Oh, I forgot God. about but, this show completely. <laughs> but that show is my absolute jam in terms of like they don't people don't need to be funny because the show is interesting and entertaining enough that they, they're not relying on Joe Everyman to come up with a quip. Right. So so that to me is way better than this. And it's also I get seeing the same course three times it doesn't do anything for me yeah in terms of like how's this person going to approach it once i see the course once and it's and it's run its course i'm I'm just like i got like got it i see what's going to happen i i actually kind of got into this one mostly because i knew that everybody was going to get tripped up potentially by that uh the chandelier mm-hmm. and the uh the path to get it especially because on the first course the tennis players that was the one where like yeah josen and alec just biffed it trying to get away from that uh fireplace yeah mm. they were just trying to get away from the fireplace and just slipped and fell and like in the best like funniest home videos level uh, exactly. of like <laughs> crashing it raises an interesting question about like do you if you were going to fall or when you're watching someone else fall do you want them to fall in the most like looney tunes fashion or do you want to fall in the most looney tunes fashion if you're going to be eliminated anyway right i might watch more just to see if anyone is like severely hurt because the way (laughs) (laughs) the firmness of some of these like um uh, pillars jutting out of the lava or whatever else just feels like when they slip, there's a huge percentage of of chance that they just like snap something. Mm. I uh, I've been keeping a face plant counter, and <laughs> mm. uh, by the end of this episode, we had gone from two to seven. Mm. That one dude face planted like four oh, times yeah. on his yes, own. Yes, yeah. he was uh, he was our MVP as far as the mm-hmm, face plants mm-hmm. go. He that was Scott. No, yes, uh, <laughs> I wrote it down. I was yeah. like Scott is the face plant champion on that ottoman. Every time he's he the jumped, guy where. <laughs> Anytime, also, anytime he jumped, the other two guys would go, yeah, Big Daddy, which <laughs> I loathe. Oh, man. I kind of, so kind of like the last episode where um, there were the three bros, the triplets, uh, who I started out just hating um, <laughs> because they were in like America jumpsuits and they were uh, just very bro-y. Uh, but yeah. by the end, I was like, oh, my God, 
I just want to keep you in my pocket. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're real tiny. The only people you should ever scream, yeah, Big Daddy at are, are Dylan Sprouse and Adam Sandler. Those are the only two people <laughs> sure. you're allowed to scream Big Daddy at. Yeah. But these Little League dads, at first I was like, okay. Because they did a similar thing where they're like, we live within three to four blocks from each other. We yeah. We go to church together. We know each other, like for real. And then... They're like, oh, and we do Spartan races together. I was like, oh, yeah. so you're going to. Yeah, they just kind of tossed that out there. Like uh, like they tossed out, the first team tossed out like, oh, we play tennis. And one of us is a champion gymnast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. NCAA champion gymnast. I was like, why didn't you lead Bury with that? Bury the lead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Like that person's going to kick butt at this, right? Well. We have matching tattoos. Um, we cooked dinner on Tuesdays. Um, three of us designed this course. And, uh, you know, our sisters are friends. <laughs> and one of us is uh, eight feet three. <laughs> but the, the Little League dads, Mike in, or Scott in particular, he was like the small, like buff dude, right? He looked like he was going to be like the most overly masculine, like whatever. Mm -hmm. And as soon yeah. as they stepped into this room, I made a specific note. He instantly loses his tough guy vibe and he goes, <laughs> I don't want to about getting on the bed. <laughs> I was like, yes, this is what I'm here for. I want to see people break down. <laughs> it's funny to see there's maybe two or three people who, while they were on the bed, and I, I don't know the term for it, like in dance, but I think it's called like spotting. Yes. But they would turn with the, they would like try and stay facing the same position the whole time. And where I'm like, why don't you just allow yourself to be turned with the bed? Yeah. Spotting and dancing is keeping your eyes on one spot. You do not need to turn your whole body. Uh, so <laughs> I think maybe they, they missed that memo. <laughs> but seeing them like scramble to do that, I was like, I think you're expending all your energy trying to maintain your position on the bed. Like just mm -hmm. turn with it and then time yourself. It just seems and it's I'm sure it's easy to armchair run right. this course like I'm doing. But it just, there's so many moments where I'm like, what are you doing? Just <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like armchair commentating is kind of what this show is about. So don't feel bad mm -hmm. about it. it. It was also funny. The little buff dude, the, the compact little uh, wrecking ball guy. He also struggled the hardest with the vanity mirror. Yeah. Where everyone yeah. else just kind of like pushed it and it went bloop. And he was like, I don't know what he, if he's trying to lift it out and over or what, but it took him a good 45 seconds to get that puppy undone. It looked like he might have either, yes, been like trying to lift it up and out, which wasn't going to work, or like he was just losing his balance and getting nervous so much that he was just shaking and holding on to it because the whole yeah. table shook in a way that I did not realize it could do. Yeah, no, his yeah. hands were shaking. Yeah. Like, for sure, yeah. his hands were shaking. Because I could see it in some of the other shots that his he was, like, from the beginning, like, when they started the course, his hands were already shaking. I Like, I've been very entertained by it's always, like, the really buff guys who get super, super freaked out that they just get spooked by the course. And, you know, like, Lindsay from the teachers was just like, okay, we're doing this and just jumping at things without, you know, hesitating or thinking about it. And for the most part, did, did better as a result, I think, that, that confidence and commitment to what she was doing. Yeah. The teachers overall obviously did the best they won, but they did the best because they were, A, much like last week, the only team that seemed to think that more than one person moving at a time was a worthwhile strategy. Mm -hmm. But yeah. then also, yeah, like Lindsay was like, I'm just going. I, I'm just going to go. Uh, they made fun of her for being the strict teacher at the beginning. I was <laughs> like, well, apparently you guys like are lazy <laughs> bums who don't do anything because she had to tell you what to do too. <laughs> 
it it is interesting to be. I mean, just using my, I'm such a massive uh, escape room fan. Yeah, I've probably done. I think I've done somewhere between sixty, sixty five, somewhere in that range. But the the fact of like, um, I think the first two teams accomplished this very very quickly. Was you see that chandelier, and if you follow it over, you know, up and over, right. you see that there's a rope by the fireplace. But that third team just w- had no awareness of their of, of the surroundings, and I guess they didn't really do a scan of the room at all. Yeah. So when that guy like throws the plate, where he's like everything's in play, <laughs> and he grabs that plate and throws it, it's like. <laughs> What did you think would happen when that chandelier gets hit by a plate? Yeah. Like, I loved that even uh, Rutledge Wood was like, yeah, everything's in play. That doesn't mean everything does something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I got obsessed with the teachers, uh, maybe because they were like the most competent, but especially they had the most awful puns during their run. <laughs> Uh, oh, I can't even remember. What oh, they said. I wrote down two. They uh, were talking about Ray, and he was flipping over. He was flipping down the mirror on the uh, vanity, and they're mm. like, "Ray is via cone mirror." And I was like, "You, how dare you? <laughs> what?" I was like, "That that is such a stretch. Like, how how do you think Migo and Mirror are close enough for that? Woof. That's terrible." And then the other one. Uh, they won, right? They finished, and they yeah. they called them uh, magna cum lava. Woof! <laughs> right, especially because magma was right there. Magma cum lava, like it could have been anything. I was so angry. I actively was like, I paused the show. I walked away. I was like, you can't even pun right. Woof. Yeah, I mean, just like Volcano, she didn't, or just, I mean, even if it's bad, all puns are bad, but just, uh, yeah, that seems like a long, that was a, a long, long jump walk. for a short, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I have to give some credit to the teachers for the things that they were screaming, which were not necessarily good, but I loved that uh, when it's the two men were at the end, that one of them screams to the other, don't let the lava scare you, you're a marine biologist or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that one down too. I was like, "You're kidding me!" Like, do you want to just like confirm to me again that people are just sort of like finding strangers in their lives and asking them to play this game with them? I think that's where timing comes mm-hmm. into play because it sh- it should be like, "Come on, dude, you're a marine biologist." <laughs> Just that one second pause makes all the difference. Oh, it would have been beautiful. I'm not really sure what they thought. How does marine biologist translate to lava? I mean, I just as in an, the internal logic of that is baffling to me. I'm not sure why yeah. that would help. Yeah, that would be geology. Yes. Yeah, probably. I, what's what's the ro- what's the type of rock? It's like igneous. Well, or, or a volcanologist, arguably. Ooh, I would, I yep, would think. Yep, would... Yep. Yeah, fair. Even more specific. Yeah. But is it igneous rocks that are volcanic? Pretty sure. Because then, because then, if it's if it is igneous, which I'm not sure it is, I'm I'm 30 percent sure it is. Then it's you know you can have igneous ramus or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of fun to be had with puns that I feel like mm. they're really missing out on. As a <laughs> pun connoisseur, I I am I am pissed that there's not better quality <laughs> puns going on in this show. Yeah, uh, it is igneous rock. Congratulations, you get. Uh, Thank you so much. <laughs> you get a lava point. <laughs> um, the teachers did seem like the one crew. Maybe they are all like this, and I just noticed that most with the teachers, the photos they showed during their intro seemed like they were taken that morning. Yes, they were wearing like the same <laughs> clothes. It looked like it was like the three of them at breakfast, and the three of them outside the building. And it's like, 
I think they just took this this morning. Yeah. And I'd also I would also beg to to point out that it seems like they film each team possibly winning. Because when the teachers won, they were all in their same clothing, but the woman was absolutely bone dry. It is definitely recorded separately. I have not tried to dig into how that works. You know, maybe it's like later that day or something, or maybe it is beforehand. Who knows? Like, Mm. I hope... I don't think it's beforehand. Yeah, I mean, they definitely shoot the um, the green screen component before and after the run seems to have potentially been shot at the same time. So I think they maybe just shot all of it after. So yeah. I wondered whether the requirement and the reason why people like I, they definitely told people to wear somewhat matching outfits or like, oh, why don't you all wear a bandana or you all wear the same shirt? I think they must maybe bring more than one version of their outfit and that they're like cleaning them up for the later shooting or maybe it's the next day. But like it's mm-hmm. the same outfit, but it's not the same outfit. Like maybe they have two of that tank top or whatever. I wondered about that as a possibility because that seems yeah. like it would be a, a practical way to do it potentially. Yeah. yeah. I just I just assumed it was like the weight loss thing where it's like they <laughs> – Take the pic, you know, it's it's all reverse. Yeah, right. They, they take a they pick, take a picture of someone who's in shape, and then they make them gain weight, and that's how they do it. Right. So I figured it was just reverse engineered. <laughs> yeah, there was a really cheesy shot of the winning team from the first episode, like right in the intro to the show, of them like they were staring at this lava lamp trophy. Yeah, and like have a wind machine blowing their hair, and they're like, "Whoa!" And I was just like, "How much B roll did they have to get of you guys to get this?" like two second clip that they could use what would if you two were on a team together and you had a third person or if it, even if it was just you two or maybe the three of us what would be our brand what would be our hook would it be podcasters would it be i mean i've had a podcast for approximately two weeks so i don't know that that counts <laughs> i think the i think the rules that the that hard define a podcaster are pretty lax yeah so. i mean that would probably be what they would assign us right it's like mm-hmm. here's this tenuous thing you all have Otherwise, it's like, well, and you don't wear glasses. Yeah, I do. I was going to start going. Oh, see, there we go. I usually wear contacts. uh, Maybe they'd call us all the optometrists or something dumb like that. Oh, there you go. Um, I also love the idea if it was, uh, Amanda, I guess I I haven't known you as long as I've known Anne, but I would love love it if it was like, uh, these three hate conflict (laughs) 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 golly (laughs) oh no that would be i I would have to leave the room they would they would say all right now you have to do this competition against these other two teams and i just have to peace (laughs) out (laughs) you know our whole thing at the beginning would just end up being like boy i'll feel really bad if we win and the other teams don't (laughs) yeah (laughs) i thought you were gonna say uh that we all have names that begin with a so it could be like Straight oh, yeah. A's yeah, or Amanda, something. Amanda, Amanda, I don't know you super well, but uh, I know Anne and I's name starts with an A. Maybe one day I'll find that out about you. Maybe, maybe someday. That also tracks. Let's see. Like, yeah, it would just be like the triple A's or something terrible yeah. like that. I was thinking when I was watching that, I was thinking, yeah, what would be if I was on a team? What would be my hook? And then also, they say that that Rutledge guy is a is a stand up, right? Or he's. No. No, no, he's okay. a he's a he professional a host. host and gotcha. a like a sports commentator. Nom- yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I heard you say that, but I thought for some reason in my head I thought they had said he was a stand-up or something, or maybe I just assumed that because most hosts are in some yeah. form of comedy. Right. But but I was trying to think of like I wonder what if I YouTube this guy what his like big joke is or something, <laughs> and I couldn't stop thinking that it would be something like I didn't try and come up with one, but I was like I'm guessing it has something to do with like. 
him eating barbecue and wearing a red apron so it doesn't show or like the sauce doesn't stain. Like I was just like, that's got to be his brand of humor is like, I love me some barbecue and like I, I eat like that would be his catchphrase is like, I eat and people would go nuts for that. He does sort of seem like the sort of person that they might hire to do a Food Network show where they like go to the state fair. Oh, yeah. And it's called like, would I ever or something with <laughs> Rutledge Wood? And he's yeah. like, oh, deep fried pizza. I'll try it. Ugh, I hate that guy. I don't know why. I just don't like this guy. I feel so bad. I'm sure he's great, but just based on his look and, and his, what he contributes to the show, I'm pissed. I, I understand that. I spent a great deal of last week's recording being like, why should I care about this guy? <laughs> oh, no. I think at a certain point, at a certain point in everyone's life, you know enough talented people that when you see people in TV shows or hosts or whatever it is, you're just like, no, that... I, I know 20 people who would do a better job than this person is. Right. Okay, so Adel, if you were hosting this show, like what what do you mm-hmm. think your your bit would be for this? Like how would you how would you approach hosting this show? I love that you asked this. <laughs> One, uh we absolutely keep the puns except they're better. Um <laughs> so the aforementioned volcano no she didn't becomes my big tagline and we sell shirts and that makes a ton of money and everyone, everyone loves that. You really got to think about the merch, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, absolutely. And then maybe like some obsidian, uh, your obsidian trouble or something like that. Mm. Um, that's not my best work, <laughs> but we'll keep workshopping that. Yeah, yeah. Two, two, number two, here's what I bring. I am suspended from the ceiling the entire game. <laughs> and I'm giving live commentary and I'm you know, like putting and I'm like ripping people apart and like encouraging people who need it and maybe some other stuff. And three, um, since this was, I, I don't know, I'm sure you've mentioned this, or uh, I don't know if this is common knowledge, but the the place where they filmed this is an old mm-hmm. Ikea. So I, I would did cost, not know that. It's like a, an abandoned uh-huh. Ikea or it something? It is an abandoned Ikea in Burbank. So I, would, so I would constantly say, like, this piece of furniture was 149 Like, just give some... <laughs> It, at, as as the contestants are like plotting what to do next, I would comment on each each piece of furniture and be like, "These curtains were, you know, the Gorsbork uh, <laughs> Swedish brand. They were forty nine dollars a yard. Um, so if you want to buy that, look that up." So I'd be trying to work IKEA in as much as I can because, of course, they're going to pay me a huge, huge. <laughs> I bonus. do think they should do a season two room like with an IKEA sponsorship maybe where it's 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 an inside of an IKEA or it's the where the IKEA furniture is in this otherwise opulent house. Oh yeah. I would I would support that heavily. <laughs> I almost feel like it's it's a better show if it's just an IKEA and they're just it's just like they can't touch the floor. <laughs> I I genuinely want to watch that show more right now. <laughs> and there's and there's also like 100 people who are just shopping and they they don't know what's going on and so that's also in play. <laughs> Um, and they can ask for help, but the people, they can't tell them they're on a game show. I also feel like it would be very funny if me as the host or, or if someone falls in the lava, if they're just like in the lava the whole time screaming and that's just like a distraction. (laughs) Like I'm burning alive. I still like this episode continued to make me go, where do they go? But like they, the edit around them is clean enough for me to be like, you're tricking me. This is... that is the absolute best part of the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just gone and everyone's like, okie dokie. I'm like, I think they're drowning. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I think happens. I mean, I, and this is boring and it pops the bubble of the illusion, but I feel like as soon as someone falls in, they're t- beforehand they're told if you fall in the lava, sink all the way down to where we can't see anything. 
And then I'm guessing they stop the clock and they fish that person out. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, here we go, three, two, one, and then they go back to it. But it yeah. is it is shot so well to where you're like, that that person died. Like, there's no other possibility. <laughs> there's no other option. This person has drowned, and you guys are just moving out with your lives. <laughs> it would be funny if, like, once they go in the lava, they have to hold their breath, and you have that amount of time to escape. <laughs> so it's like, as soon as your teammate resurfaces for a gasp of air... If you're not, you know, on, on the other side of that door, that uh, that ledge, then you lose. I think that would be fun. That could be interesting. <laughs> because that, that causes the, the, the worst part about this. Well, there's several things. Uh, obviously, the host is one. But one of the worst <laughs> things about this show is that there's no at no point is there any immediacy. Because I don't know if the people can see that clock where mm. it's like, here's the other team's time. Oh, yeah. So to me, I mean, obviously, the, the stairs uh, go down. But as the teachers demonstrated, you don't even need those stairs. You can just, yeah. you know, the, the the ledge was close enough they could just hop over yeah. there. So to me, if there's something where it's like your teammates can hold their breath for how long can they do it? You you have to kick it into high gear. Or if they can see their team's clock or something, just so that there's some amount of immediacy. Because there, there are moments that get boring where it's like everyone's stuck at their own little station and nobody's willing to make a move. Yeah. I do think that's when they hit the lava button. Like that's when those jets, definitely there's somebody who's like, okay, you guys are hesitating too long. Bam. (laughs) We did get our first like full on paint shot of a a lava blast in this one. (laughs) I was like, oh good. Okay. So we we got Uh, the first one of what I know is many. Yeah. Uh, Taint taint misbehaving. (laughs) There it is. I refuse to believe <laughs> that it. the people in the control room were not cackling wildly that they managed to do <laughs> they that. They were like, we got it. It happened. <laughs> We've been waiting so long. <laughs> I like, uh, I think it was one of the teachers, somebody else, like it happened to them. And they're like, man, come on. Like yelling at the producers. <laughs> like, you didn't have to do that. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, they did. That's what this show is. <laughs> I do like the guy that got blasted in the taint. the The host was like, "Ooh, right in the midsection." I was like, "Wow, <laughs> we have we have way different definitions of midsection." Yeah, my fan. no, we all know what that was. <laughs> you know, they they handled. Uh, I think it was Scott getting a real crotch shot when he when he. I mean, I mean that definitely hurt. You could tell he was in pain. Um, he was yeah. grabbing. Yeah, he was grabbing. Like, oh, oh. Yeah, that that one that one definitely hurt. They they handled it very delicately. Like they mentioned that it had happened, but they didn't really. There was not like a zoom on the crotch or anything that would have been yeah, really awkward. I, I think he's the the closest they came to calling it out was like that's why you know athletes wear uh, jock straps or yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean they handled it about as delicately as a show like this can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And that's where, and that's number four for if I was host, I'd be like, "Damn, them nuts is crushed." <laughs> what? And then I just keep replaying that shot. Excellent. Yeah. I do think it's a little strange that there's not a clock on the screen, especially with a comparison. Like when by the time you're on the third team and it's like, oh, it's going to be a few seconds. They don't show you what that time is. Like, I mean, I sometimes find that it's very stressful when I'm watching shows. So on some level, maybe I appreciate it not being there. But then it does definitely change the way I perceive the run like sometimes I do want it to be there to know how close is this team's run to to another team's and how close are they to just being eliminated if they're if they're hanging out too much trying to strategize yeah I think that that's partly because they have to do some tricky editing yeah for, right yeah. like if people fall in and stuff uh because if they had it on the screen at all times there would be weird cutaways that's true also like I would not want to watch 
the full eight minutes and four seconds that it took That's the tennis fair, players yeah. to get across the room. <laughs> yeah, fair like, enough, fair enough. It would have to be edited around, but having it on the wall in the room makes a lot of sense so that like you could see it in occasional shots or they could pan to it rather than just having the little digital one show up in the corner because I think it would help a lot to have mm-hmm. the teams like think more about their time because the commentator is saying like oh they're gonna have to do this if they're gonna win blah 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 yeah. <laughs> but they don't know that they don't know how the other teams yeah. did it seems i do i think it would be here's what here's another thing i would add to the game uh also uh who edits this podcast Me, i do it's gonna be a blast <laughs> is this was that amanda talking yes, yes. So, uh, amanda here's what i'd like you to do um, when I, earlier when I said just in the obsid, what did I say? Uh, obsidian, the nick of time or something. What, I can't remember what <laughs> yeah, I said. Something very good. Yeah. I, what I want you to do is I want you to take that out and I want you to put in, um, he, uh, he really pompeyed the price. I think that's a much better pun. <laughs> oh, um, yes. so yeah. So just cut and splice that. Thank you so <laughs> sure, much. Sure, sure, for sure, for sure. They make me look good. Yep. Um, here, here's another thing I would add to the game. If we're going to brand these teams so hard. We should have you have two people on the team who um, run the course, mm-hmm. while the third person has to do a task um, in the same vein as their what their brand is. Mm. So maybe for the tennis folks, they have to like <laughs> they have to play somebody in tennis, and every time they get a point, there's like a there's thirty seconds added to their team's timer. <laughs> or the teachers have to like make an make like a twelve year old learn something, and every time that twelve year old you know <laughs> gets a question right on a test, they, whatever that is. <laughs> Listen, I didn't. I didn't think this through. Okay, I'm just lying by this either way. Or, or what you do is each team gets to bring in one item from their brand. So they get to bring in tennis rackets, and maybe that's something they can use to their advantage to like get a little extra reach. Or the mm. other team, you know, has like uh, uh, textures instruments or something. I don't know. Again, and what, I would, I what would team non-confrontational do with that exactly? Oh boy. Um, oh, I want to say we'd all have an entree that we didn't order, but we're scared to send back. Ooh, there it is. Yeah, and then we can use the plate to huck up at the chandelier, and something will definitely happen this time. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, Adel, it's yes. been great having you on. Oh, it's been so fun. Thank you all for having yeah, me. Yeah, I had... It's so nice to just talk to you both. Yeah. It's yeah. been so long since I've seen both of you, and I hope you're both yeah, doing well. Yeah, me too. It's been, uh, it's been real weird, and I would have loved to see you at, I assume, Gen Con or San Diego. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're all trucking through, and at least we got to do this together. Absolutely. Uh, so, Adel, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on the Improvised Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. Um, and also, I guess another improvised podcast, Hey Riddle Riddle. Um, ah. Both of those podcasts are wherever you find podcasts. Hey Riddle Riddle. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Real uh, silly. It, it, yeah, it's a goofy one. Uh, also, oh, I'm so sorry. I have one yeah. more plug. Do it. Please check out RutledgeWood.com. This is a this is a website I will be building immediately after we're done here. Um, it is a petition to sign to get Rutledge Wood uh, taking off the show. Please, thank you so oh, much. See, but now okay. now I just want both of you to have to host together. Like you're like the rival heirs who's trying to see who's going to get the family house. Yes. Oh wow, hey. we can add some real narrative here. I'm starting that petition. And I think you just created a, a way more entertaining show, which is two people or, or several people competing to host a game show. <laughs> I would watch yeah. that. We also so. did not ask Adel for his celebrity teammates, but I, are we his celebrity teammates by default since we did not ask him? I didn't go to that mostly because he asked us, like, yes. what would our team be, which was basically the same conversation. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. fair. So I think I'm going to let that one go okay. unless you want to go into it, Adel. 
I think I, I I don't need to have it recorded um, or in the show, but just so you two know, yes. I would have two Tom Hardys. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, it seems like a really uh, strong team. <laughs> <laughs> With I guess there's one Winkling, but it's me. <laughs> but you got to have one to sacrifice on either the bed or the yeah, exactly, the exactly. Thank you to Doctor Popular for our track "Lava" that we use as our theme song. You can find more of his music on Bandcamp, and we've linked that in the description below. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week, and remember. All's fair in lava and floor. Floor! <laughs> that went so much better. Probably. Although it does kind of sound like four, which I had not thought about. <laughs> That's the problem with the English. It works though. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs>